Hello and welcome into another episode of Podcast 63, Season 5, Episode 5. Officially, the season has begun. Uh, we are excited. We are a little hoarse today. Um, and I think both of our nerves are shot. But uh, we got to see a Ramblers victory yesterday uh, against Fairleigh Dickinson, who I just figured out after writing a whole article about them that you spell the name of their university F A I R L E I G H. I thought I didn't know there was an I at the beginning. I just thought it was Farley Dickinson. So uh, you learn something new every day. And the Ramblers learned that they couldn't take a uh, opponent like that very uh, easily. They had to be serious about it. So um, yeah, Lou, what uh, how you doing? How's your voice? And uh, uh, what do you think of the Ramblers so so far? Uh, just it wasn't a fair game, um, F A I R, um, but no, it was a, it was a crazy game because um, just a lot of things became apparent that were going on that were crazy. Uh, but again, always great to start the official season off with a win. Who can you you rather talk about the issues after a win than with a loss? So I'm excited to talk about it and excited uh, that I was back in Gentil. Only side note: let's fix the concession stands. I'm gonna be sending a tweet out soon. Mm-mm. Got some issues with the concession stands, so there we go. Uh oh. All right. Well, uh, we'll get back to that and more when we come back from our break. So thank you for listening. Don't forget, always remember, go Blurs. are back um as i was saying that i i just saw again the sheldon edwards shot to send it into overtime so um you know what honestly let's just start there let's let's have some fun right out of the get-go and then we can get into the nitty-gritty of it um we uh i actually just saw on rambler mania like a few minutes ago someone posted that uh the game from last night was the on ken palm the the highest rated excitement score which just basically i think um grades every game based on how exciting it was so you know i imagine overtime games usually are the leading of that category probably lead changes big shots stuff like that um and it was exciting it definitely was a crazy ball game um you know i think there was probably about at least two if not three times where I thought for sure that our, our Ramblers are just going to run away with it. Uh, there was, I think, a point in the um, early in the second half where they jumped out to like a 9 or 11-point lead. Yeah, it was. Yeah, 12, uh, 57, 45. And then again with like a minute left. Like uh, Quinn made the end one. And then I think, uh, yeah, I think they were up like two. Like Oh, they were up four after Quinn made the – uh, a foul, and then or after he made the layup, and then he fouled out, and then they quick came back with four points after an unfortunate um, St. Thomas turnover. Um, but what we're getting at here is Sheldon Edwards hit a huge, huge shot in his first game as a Rambler. Uh, just a beautiful uh, play. I mean, definitely some luck in there, right? Like those those things don't happen without just a little bit of luck. But I know they had been working on it. Coach said that Tom Welch was work, had been working on that pass since the beginning of last season. Um, that fun sort of over our, or overhead throw 
that, as uh, our buddy Kevin Sweeney pointed out, was very reminiscent of a goalie throwing the ball over his head, which Tom played soccer and goalie in high school. Um, and threw it, you know, three quarters of the court down, three quarters of the way down the court. Sheldon caught it, took one dribble, um, and hit a really sick fadeaway jump shot to tie the game with uh, zeros on the clock. It was uh, probably one of like two moments at Gentile where I was just absolutely speechless. The other one was when uh, our our buddy uh, Cameron Crutwig hit a three pointer against Northern Iowa and crunch time in that game. Um, yeah, just uh, just absurd. I mean, that place got super super loud. Always fun. Love seeing the reaction from the player, from the team. Like, that's always fun just to see, you know, like a little bit of swag. I love that. Uh, Sheldon was making sure, you know, uh, FDU knew who he was. Uh, Love to see that. Love the team giving him love. And they had five more minutes to play. I mean, it wasn't a game-winning shot, so there's always always that. But it just felt like, you know, the energy was on our side. And uh, other than a quick uh trading of threes to begin the overtime period uh we kind of ended up putting them away kind of slowly but surely some free throws from Braden and tom welch um and i think uh a huge three from sheldon edwards in overtime before he fouled out um and uh it was fun it was a good time um you know uh definitely tough on the heart but uh i i looking back on it now enjoyed it and uh we can get into some of the good and bad parts of it but uh, Lou, yeah, why don't you just give me some uh, a little bit of reaction, a little bit of like your thoughts on on the whole you know situation, the whole game, and uh, what are your some of your key takeaways? Yeah, key takeaways really is like not quitting. Um, foul trouble just really was a concern toward the end of the game, which I, you don't think it's going to impact you early on, but even one, two kind of maybe lazier bad uh, fouls really affect then what roster we have kind of at the end of the game, um, especially going into overtime. So that's a big topic. Um, shooting, again, uh, we thought might have been just a fluke to get out of their system with the exhibition game. Nope. Um, still going to be questions there. Shooting from three, sorry. I do not want to take um, away from the fact of the kind of uh, the field goal um, alone from two, um, but everything beyond the arc um, was kind of tough. Uh, so that's a big point. And then lastly, just uh, where's a center? I would love to know if someone could figure out what we're doing with the five spot. That'd be great. Um, kind of a little frustrated just with that personally um, because I had high hopes for two guys who I think can make a really big impact. And for some reason, um, not going the way, I th- at least not showing. And, and it's game one, right? So I don't know. Things might change come this Friday. But those are the three big topics for me for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, just kind of let's, let's continue with this positive stuff until we can kind of get more into the negative stuff. Um, you said it, but like just not quitting. I think I think you know you go into the game and you like I we always joke because I always know the the line of the game like how much either Loyola is favored by or isn't favored by, and they were favored by like twenty five points, something like that, right? So you go into the game with that expectation of like oh they should win pretty big, right? Like that's. The hope, you know, 25 is is a tough number. It's a big number, but, um, you know, comfortable game, 10, 12, 14 points, something like that. And then, you know, there comes a point in the game where you realize, oh, crap, like this is closer than it should be. And then you get really down into, you know, there's three minutes left and they're down two. Like, okay, like throw everything out the window. Like this is a ball game. And 
you just have to figure out a way to win. At that point, it's not. it doesn't matter what anyone said two hours ago, an hour ago, three days ago, whatever. That doesn't matter. Like You're in the middle of a game down two or three minutes ago, and these guys figured out a way to win. And that is impressive, considering they're down Marquise Kennedy, who did not play. Uh, Phil Alston was not available at the end of the game. St. Thomas was obviously battling through something through sickness uh we actually his mom did say he was sick uh so some sickness and you got uh jalen quinn who looked really great at times uh when he played when he was able to be on the court he was uh in some foul trouble and then fouled out before the end of regulation uh sheldon edwards who was in foul trouble as well so then you're you're really down the bottom of you're getting down to the bottom of the bench with some of these guys right and it's, it's Braden Norris, Tom Welch, who have been there for a while, and at times two true freshmen or a redshirt freshman or a sophomore who played an average of six minutes last year. Like, those are the guys that were on the court winning the game for them. You know? Yeah, so like like you said to me, it's like uh, pretty much we have freshmen on the court. And nothing yeah. like against them. It's just got freshmen nearly being like rookies, right? Inexperienced guys just on the court. And that's kind of what it was at one point. Um, so it, it is kind of just an, uh, to put your brain right, like put it back together. It's like, holy crap, we had guys who might not have had ever experienced this, like not just opening night in college basketball, but like, hey, we need you to score because like if we don't score, we're going to lose. Like it wasn't the, like go try to get a bucket. It's like, no, you need to make a bucket here. And it, it, make like, stop. Yeah, and it, it's not even like I, – I, like like you said, some of these freshmen just like no experience at all. Like, and and we haven't had that scenario on our team since the final four year. We haven't had true freshmen get significant minutes since like Cam Crowig and Lucas Williamson. Like, you know, we've had a couple guys here and there. Huddy got some time at the end of his his freshman year, um, and we've had guys step up for small spurts. Like Cooper got some playing time his freshman year, but. You know, truly having like these guys be very key end of the game players is something that's very new to this team, this program in the past five years. Yeah, absolutely. I love that point of like Huddy and then Cooper, right? Because it's like, yeah, if you're if you you're a fan who's been watching, right, and pay attention, Cooper had like what a great game and effort against Bradley that we lose in the MVC tournament, right? Mm-hmm. And then there were spurts throughout the season, but like not really. Big moments, and then all of a sudden, the Bradley game, he steps up, shoots from the logo. Huddy, you wouldn't expect these things. This is the whole point, right? You're not expecting them to need to step up. Huddy had that toward the end with the MVC tournament, and then, of course, uh, who can who can't forget his minutes in the NCAA tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Like moments where you're like, wow, this person's stepping up in this kind of environment, in this crisis, nearly. Um, and I don't think we went into last night, at least I didn't, and I'm assuming, assuming yourself, that wait we're we're talking about these guys and and it's fine and, and again that's what builds character that's next guy up mentality it was just kind of a situation where we got into it whether on ourselves on the refs or just on injury alone right but it was like wow like this is a different feel than having a team of guys who have been on the team for three plus years that's the thing that i think also realized to me it was like there isn't a tate hall can go in right now mm-hmm. right and Tate Hall had been with the program from his beginning for a year after transferring through it all. Um, there isn't, of course, the Lucas who's just on the court, right? There's Braden. Braden was there. Mm-hmm. Braden kind of is the only one there. Tom Welch in and out. But it's like 
those guys are there to help, I think, facilitate. But then when you have three to four guys, majority on the court being new, that is a totally different environment, which I think we would have to deal with at someone, right? You can't, that no one plays here forever. After four years or again, COVID five years, there's a new roster, new rotation. You just try to find guys that fit well. And I think that's what we were watching last night is guys fitting well rotations. Uh, we'll talk again about maybe what we think worked or what didn't work, but that was really a big first observation. It's like, we are going to try to make this work to win regardless of who's out there right now. Um, and I, I, and that's the thing. I don't think, like, I don't care. Really, I would disagree if anyone thinks Jaden Dawson didn't cleanly block him. Um, but, 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 like, I don't, I'm not upset with that effort. Like, that effort was going for a block. He didn't, like, reach in for a foul that I think, what, like, I, um, Phil or Saint, I think it was Saint, like, the man beat you. You gotta, like, not do, like, you might have made one mistake, but don't try to do a second mistake that you, that leads after the first one, right? Like, I think Jaden Dawson tried to do something that, like, hey, I think this is gonna work. And that's kind of what you saw. Some things didn't, and you're gonna learn. But the fact that they didn't give up trying those things, like Jalen Quinn driving the baseline, I was, like, that got me so excited. But then he got fouled out, and that's, like, it's just so tough, right? Because, like, you're trying to find that balance. I even listened, again, the highlight tape, right? Drew said in the postgame, this is a long season. So to see that there's no quit in them now, you would hope that they get into situations where, like, they don't have to worry about not quitting because the work has been put in. And it's game one, right? It's game one. That's the other thing we got to realize. But it just, there was a lot of excitement and, like, emotion last night because of maybe how the game ended and how the game got to where it went. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it was also, like, set up by just, like, an awesome crowd, you know, opening night. Like, that's sort Absolutely. of thing, right? Like, lots of uh, – we saw lots of uh, Rambler alumni, uh, basketball alumni specifically, just to uh, name a few. Uh, Jake Bauman, Chris Knight, Will Alcock. I don't know if you saw any more, but um... – no, I saw that Will surprised the team uh, pregame. I saw that in the highlight tapes. Um, he get, pumped them up, and then CK Chris Knight looking looking fresh, looking professional. Yes. Um, just just a heads up, but yeah, yeah. Um, it was just like it was a fun atmosphere, and I think everyone was coming to see a you know a good game, uh, hopefully a, a pretty comfortable Ramblers win, and that you know the, the win part did end up. Um, Oh, the uh, did end up being there, but the comfortable part was probably uh, it was not there, right? It was it was pretty nerve wracking, but um, yeah, I mean, I think I think just kind of going down going down the list here, as far as like players, I know you talked a little about a, a bit about Jalen Quinn. Um, I thought he was great. I mean, you know, obviously the fouls are an issue. Um, you know, he did have four turnovers. I think that there were a couple of them. There was an offensive foul, uh, at least one. There honestly might have been two. I, you know, there's not a ton that stick out in my head like that they were horrible. Um, a lot of them, I think, came from uh, just being uh, like pressing, right, or or uh, giving effort rather than stupid freshmen like throwing the ball away types. Although there were a couple of those from the team. Um, I just thought he he brings something really unique, uh, and it's something I don't think we've we've seen uh, since probably Marquise Kennedy's freshman year and that sort of attacking the the basket mindset. We need players like that in order to have the rest of our team uh, work right and like shoot you know have the shooters surround him. So 
Um, I really like what I saw from him. I think his uh, defensive mindset is good. Uh, I, I, like it didn't seem to me like he was um, missing assignments too often. It just felt like he was a little antsy, quite, quite honestly, or uh, a little uh, like reaching too much for some stuff. He got like two reach-in fouls and probably another one that could have been called, um, mm-hmm. that should have been called, and he didn't get called for it. Um, but I, I just think he he doesn't really play like a freshman, uh, at least in one game. Um, and two, I guess we have seen the exhibition. But, um, yeah, he just I, – I think there's a certain calmness with him. I think it will allow Braden to, to be a shooter as well. Um, you know, we saw some of it. Uh, Braden – it didn't have his best shooting night, but we know that he'll bounce back. I'm not too worried about Braden. Um, but I, I, quite honestly, very excited about Jalen. I think he played really well. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm pleasantly surprised with him. And I, I hope that he can keep this up because he's a fun player to watch. Um, do you have any more about, about Jalen or you want to talk about someone else? Yeah, I think with Jalen, honestly, I get a vibe that he can be um, – I'm not going to say he's Lucas Williamson. Where, again, I could say Ben Richardson because that's the just progression of who's the next guy, that style of defender. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think, and I'm actually looking at Lucas's first-year stats, and it's like there were a few early games where there were three fouls, a, a couple of four-foul games. Lucas so, jokes. I th- I don't know if it was on the the, Krutwig, the Will and Crut podcast, but he said that he had to figure out like freshman year how to – how to stay on the court because he was fouling too much. Yeah, like, and I'm looking at it. There are a handful, like three straight games early on, um, even early December, where it's three straight games of four fouls. Yeah. Um, and there are definitely games where he had more foul than points. Um, uh-huh. And, and again, the freshman year, though, that how many minutes was he actually getting? But uh, then he gets significant minutes, right? So I think the thing is also Jalen Quinn has really interesting instincts that he knows that the opportunity is there. I just think you, you're not going to be able to get 10 steals a game. That's just not a thing. So you do have to sometimes reel back those. Because even last night, we would get jump, right? Don't jump all the time, right? Like, you're going to just stay with them. So, again, though, I think um, the exciting thing really is that, like, that instinct, though, the ability is in a freshman who, like you said, is not acting or playing like a freshman. And that's something big to know when we're having a turnaround season. And when I say turnaround season, it's the truth. We're turning around a roster that was completely built of veterans, and now we're trying to find those roles in young players. And I think this is dramatically going to help Braden so much with the ball and on defense, right? And it's going to help guys like Marquise when they get back, where it's not like, oh, we only need two guys to do all the work. No, we can. the work can be spread out. So I really think... That's a great highlight. And the same with, if you don't mind me continuing on to another guy, mm-hmm. um, like Saint. I think Saint not only was pairing through something, but he played more minutes and more impactful minutes in a way that I want to say that, like, yeah, he started. And, like, yes, 27 minutes, not a lot compared to, like, Braden playing 45 minutes, which is every single minute of a game. Um, that's different. I think Saint can evolve to that. He was also sick, um, so let's. Let, I think that maybe he could have gotten him in the thirty plus. But you're playing impactful minutes. Like you're now a player that your minutes will be impacted, and what you do. Um, just between him and Jalen, though, just to emphasis were ten turnovers. Um, yeah. I think there was a bit of sloppiness, only from the fact that we were moving. I think fa- 
faster than we needed to in points. A lot of like quick dart passes that the person was there, but I think we were trying to like rush it a little bit too much. Um, now again, sometimes if you wait though a second, someone will be like, "Well, it's gonna get picked off. It's gonna someone's gonna grab it." So I get that. Again, I think we need to figure out where the other person is. But it was just something I think these two guys were again were trying to do a lot than what they could. Again, Jalen with four turnovers but four assists. Saint with six turnovers but three assists and seven re rebounds. Right, um, at nine and eleven points. Those are very interesting, similar stats to me that I see two guys that could potentially, definitely Saint, we don't know what Jalen will see in, in a few games with maybe Marquise, but that can make a really big impact. And I'm going to say it, this is Saint kind of hitting a refresh button with much more responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. they, they, they're both on the level of this is a bigger responsibility year for players to step up. And we talked about that weeks ago. It's who is ready to step up and fill the holes and gaps that have been left by guys who just – have and left the program um and seniored out so yeah yeah and you started to say it with saint like it, it's more minutes a it's more minutes he's this is the most minutes he's ever played in a game in a college game uh so that's huge uh and kind of by a long shot the next one's 23 minutes he played against roosevelt which doesn't count the most like in, against another division one team is the opening day of last year against coppin state when he played 18 minutes so Huge for him to be able to play that uh, amount of time. Um, and just his role. His role is different, and he has a far more important role this year. Um, I thought I thought I saw a lot of good from him, for sure. Um, the sloppiness, I, I think, is probably a little bit of him being sick. But also, you know, if you're on the court, you do have to mentally lock in. Like that, you know, mental mistakes are not okay. Physical mistakes happen, right? That's It's part of playing sports, but... The mental mistakes are the ones you really try to limit. Um, and really, it's just the one bad turnover, I think, at the end of regulation was was the one that will, like, stick in people's heads. Um, but I, I thought he gave a great effort. I mean, that dude is, like, just lives for the moment, right? He lives for the, the crowd and the reaction and all that kind of stuff, which is so fun as a fan to see. Um, but, I, I, you know, I, there were some moments, like – an OT, uh, actually the one in regulation where he tipped out a, a missed free throw from, I want to say Tom Welch, could have been Braden, uh, for an offensive rebound. And then Tom Welch got a layup the very next, uh, oh, it was a Jalen Quinn free throw, actually. Um, and he, Saint got a huge offensive tip out. And then in OT as well, he got at least, I think, two huge rebounds. The one to end the game, but I'm pretty sure he skied up for another one like three minutes in or two and a half minutes in. Um, and you know, that, that's big for a guy that's like gassed and tired and sick and playing his first serious, like minutes in a game that matters in crunch time in college. So, you know, I, I'm going to give him some lee room. I, or, yeah, leeway, leave room. Wow. Holy crap. Uh, leeway and, uh, and just see, see what happens. I'm excited for him. Um, you know, I think having another veteran back in Marquise Kennedy will be huge when he gets back. Uh, and also, Phil Alston uh, didn't play all that much. And uh, we're pretty sure he's okay. We're pretty sure it's just cramps uh, from what they said after the game. Uh, but I think Phil Alston uh, contributed a lot to the issues with offensive rebounds, letting up offensive rebounds. That, that guy is just an athlete and, and really can... Uh, kind of in the same vein as I hear Uguak, like get up and, and snatch rebounds away from people. So um, 
it, it does get back to your point though, Lou, about like what our what our big man rotation is. And I know some people talked about. It. I know we talked about it. I don't understand. I, I I'm frustrated at how we didn't even try going two bigs like with Golden and and Welch or Huddy and Welch. Uh, I know that like you have to guard with those guys, but. Um, it would it would probably force uh, FDU to take more threes or or at least outside jump shots, and they were twenty five percent from three. You know if if you beat if you beat one of your guys like when we have both Welch and Golden or Welch and Huddy potentially waiting for you in the paint to to have to you know shoot around them, and then on the offensive end just you know double posts like high low and really you know work on getting offensive rebounds and stuff. So I was just frustrated that they didn't even try that. Like that seems to me like an oversight on the part of the coaching staff, quite honestly. Um, and you know, when you have a versatile roster like Loyola does, that gives you the opportunity to change your game plan during the game. When you have such a wide variety of roles to pick from, that's why you build that kind of roster. Whereas FDU had one game. They have quick, slippery guards and one big type player who uh, ended up, I think, fouling out. Uh, but like we played right into the game that FDU wanted to play. And that's, I think, what we ended up struggling with. So, um, yeah, definitely disappointed in, in the coaching staff just to not try having two bigs out there. Especially when you got a guy that started four years on a Big East team, like that is a an asset to have. And I just I wish they would have tried it. And I, I think you probably do too, or given them more run. Yeah, I think uh, the breakdown really with the guards. And again, I think at one point I even said, "What do we have? Four guards and a power forward out there?" Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of what did happen at a point. Um, the guards, I think, from, again, the play, it really, to me, comes down to they were trying to figure it out. They are playing high tempo. I think we will have see more fluid guard play. Um, I, I just really, again, the rebounds at one point, actually, let me just confirm. I know we won the rebounding game. Yeah, we won the total rebounding game by three. Yeah. That that just not. We let up 20 offensive rebounds. 20. They had 20 offensive rebounds. We had 17. Yeah. But again, that the fact that they even had 20 shouldn't be us having. Two, we we should have a lot. That's great. But like them having 20 offensive rebounds, I would love if we could find out how many second chance points they had. Let me see if I actually. Oh yeah, second chance second chance points. They led with 21 second yeah, chance points. It's just way too many, man. That we had 17, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. But they had 21 points of second chance points. 13 in the first, eight in the second half. Or, and that's just like way too many. Yeah. And it's in again. So the the guards I think will will understand and figure out, especially with Braden. But it's like Tom Welch played one of I think we've tweeted yeah. probably the best game of his career. He did. Um, and a, a play besides the dunk in the MVC tournament that he should have on his highlight reel, um, just because I think he brought up the goalie windmill. <laughs> um, which he did. That's easily a goalie toss out. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing is like. I said this. I honestly think that a combined of two players that are what six foot nine and six foot ten, playing a total of fifteen minutes between them, 
Bryce played according to this 12 minutes. Huddy played three. Mm-hmm. I think they're maybe rounding up a lot. But, <laughs> like, in both instances, I'm pretty sure Bryce had four points because he stayed underneath the bat. He went two for three. Um, though I'm pretty sure he hit the free throw line. Oh, he missed both the free throw. That's right. I remember this now. Mm-hmm. But, like, Bryce was wide open multiple times underneath the basket. But it was just like the guards didn't see it, and I got that. But then Huddy does a pick and roll, and, and Braden gets the pass beautifully to him, and he dunks it. Yeah. And it's just like I understand there's maybe the concern with defense, but the fact that if you had Tom and Huddy, or Tom and Bryce, or then when you need Tom to have a break, Put out Huddy and Bryce. Or, again, maybe in a healthy scenario, you put out um, Saint or Phil, right? Yeah. It was just like you didn't see really much of the rotations trying. And it just gets frustrating me uh, because in the first half, there was an exact moment where I turned to you and I said, this is the gameplay I want to see Loyola start doing on offense. And Farley Dickinson's, they had the ball, the, the ball carrier, and then every guy was moving. Yeah. They were moving, moving. And Loyola, you watch us, and it's like, yes, we have Bryson, and then four guys are standing around the perimeter. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, four people can stand around the perimeter, but unless you move, what is going on? Then all of a sudden, three guys get stuck on one side because someone's trying to do a handoff, and the other guy's setting the pick, and the other guy's still in the corner not moving with the handoff. And it's just like... I don't know if it's the rotations. I don't know if it's the gameplay. I honestly think, and we'll see Friday, that there needs to be movement where you have then up the, that extra pass wide open. And you started seeing that in the second half. You did see like them swing it more, swing it right, kept swinging it, and they found the open the, that extra pass. They found the open guy, and they would just miss because three just wasn't clicking. And I think then you had guys like Jalen Quinn who said, I'm going to let me drive. And there's that one point where he drove, and it was a huge moment, right? Um, Braden driving, but then doing his uh, signature kind of like fadeaway inside the paint, right? Like, there were points where the necessary thing wasn't really to shoot the three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understand we are a three team, and that's what Drew had last year, and it works out. But there's also moments where it's just not going to work out, and you got to see if you can do other things. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the Missouri State game where if we have the mentality that we're just going to shoot ourselves out of it, that really doesn't always work. What works is driving and potentially getting them to foul, like getting their leading score to foul out, which we didn't really try even in overtime. Their leading score had four fouls on them. And I was just like, just drive, just drive. Yeah. So Or post up, get someone to switch and post up. How many times do we see Braden... On their number, on their number, what five who fouled out? I'm pretty sure Braden it got switched on him multiple times, and I'm like, why? We can do that as well. So um, the frustration comes with just I think the bigs, big question mark there. No pun intended. Just it's a real emphasis of like, what's the question there? And then really just like understanding when we're in rotations that maybe are like a quick offense or small guy, small group. Like, we got to move. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just wait for the pass that's going to be make you wide open. Because clearly we weren't hitting all the shots. And if we're not going to hit all the shots, then guys got to move to the basket. Like, there wasn't as much cutting and hitting the guy in stride up to the up to the hoop. There was more of like, hey, make your own shot or hit the corner three. And I get it. I think we can be that corner three team. But it's just like in football. You can do a play action. If you get a team to 
think you're going to be driving. They're going to have to guard both. Mm -hmm. But if they're knowing you're just going to shoot a three, they're going to guard the perimeter. And then they did. They left Bryce wide open multiple times, and they just passed, never came. Um, so I, I think um, fairly. This was a great again. Let, let's let's sum the sum up some of the negatives. Is like this was a great wake up call. Mm -hmm. And Drew said it in the post. This is a long season. You can't like go in and assume it's going to be an easy matchup or that you don't have a chance. Like there, that mentality of it's hard or easy. It's just the mentality is I got to do what needs to be done. And if we all do that together, we we're gonna find ways to win. Um, but there's no easy walk. There, it can you can't make your cake and eat. Like you gotta find a way to work together. And I would love to see guys working together with maybe Bryce, with Huddy, with different things. Because Tom Welch, again, that man. If he wants to do this every game, God bless him. But I don't want to kill him uh, because my heart couldn't take it. But 15 and 15, hats off to you. I and two blocks even. I just would like him to get some support that he can maybe get a breather and relax. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it was... Like, we're talking We're talking like we lost. I know. I that's the hard part. I'm like, that's why I'm like taking a second here because it's like, we got to remember we won. Like, it is yeah. still... I understand FDU is not good. And, and they're, they're, uh, a lot of the analytics have them as like one of the worst teams in Division One this year. But... They have a lot of new things, and they could be somewhat decent, right? Who who knows? They could go on. They won four games last year, right? I, I'm pretty sure this team is going to win more than four games this year. Um, and it's still – it's the beginning of the season. You still – this is why you play the games, right? Like, you don't if, – if we just knew Loyola was going to win by 20 points, what's the point of playing this game? Like, it's still athletes are on the court. They're all excited. They want to play – we saw, I think, a good amount of like nerves and, and excitement and that mix of the two. You know, like people missing shots far, missing shots short because there's that weird like I'm super hyped up, but I'm also like this is a huge game for some of these guys. It's the biggest crowd they've played in front of, probably. I mean, maybe like some of their their AAU tournaments, but like, um, you know, Jalen Quinn, like, uh, yeah, he's played in front of like scouts before. Right. And he played in the Under Armour circuit and that championship game was probably about the size of this game, maybe, but like Phil Alston has never, I, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know what uh travel team he played with, but in division two, there's no way he had more than 500 people at a game. If that, right. Like, uh, you know, like we've talked about St. Thomas, how this is like his first critical minutes, right. It, you know, you, the, the the list goes on and on. Like, I mean, yeah, Bryce Golden has definitely played in front of crowds like this, being from the Big East. But, like, Schweiger and, and, and Dawson and, honestly, even Sheldon Edwards probably hasn't played a ton unless Valpo was on the road, like, of these type of games. So they want to put on a good show. They want to, like, play really well for their fans and their first impression and all that kind of stuff. And, like, yeah, at the end of the day, they got to win. And that's what matters. And like you said at the very beginning, it's much easier to talk about what you did wrong when you won than what you did wrong and you lost. So, I, I like, I, I think this team needs a bit of time to gel. I think we as fans need to give them time to, to figure stuff out. I think there's a ton of talent on this team. I've seen a few different national reporters say that they think Loyola might struggle early and then figure it out and turn it on late just because of the fact that it's it's a 
bunch of new guys in a in a very strict system that we have here. Um, so I think overall the message here is just like we got to win. It was an extremely entertaining game, just like from a, you know, an impartial person, not that I am, but from anyone else's vantage point, like really fun game, huge moment. Uh, and these players figured it out. They drew said in the post game, like this team, that's what Loyola is about, figuring out a way to win. And, and that's what they did tonight. They, they went out on the court and they figured out a way to win. And we should be excited for that. And hopefully it builds up some of these younger guys to have a little bit more confidence in what they do, um, that it knows that they know that like what they can do can give them a win. So, um, and I'm just I just want to see Jalen Quinn play a full game of basketball <laughs> without being in foul trouble. Like I, I'm really uh, really certain that he's gonna do some great things. Uh, same with Phil Austin too. I want to see him play a full game and not be not be hurting. So. Um, Lots of lots of good things. There are lots of good things here, and uh, I think one of the other things I was saying the whole game, it felt like every time the ball was bouncing, it was bouncing in in the in favor of FDU. And sometimes games are like that. Like you have games where the ball just doesn't bounce your way, and I thought that was the case in this game. And Loyola still won. So um, I think it's fair to uh, put this one in your back pocket, take some some notes from it, take some lessons from it, and uh, we get a. Another, uh, you know, opponent on Friday, and hopefully we can uh, learn a thing or two and make a make a better showing. So, um, yeah, I don't know if I have a ton more. Um, I think I think the biggest thing, like to summarize, kind of like why it's there's two things, right? Social media, and we're a part of like a ten group chats, and everyone's like, "Wow, tough one for Loyola," and again. All we could hope now is Fairleigh Dickinson go win every single other game except for us and go win the, uh, what is the NEC, the Northeastern, I think, conference. Because um, please, go do that. Um, I think it's a bad thing. Their shooting was just some of the shots. I was like, how are they getting in? But again, it's better to look back in, in, in three months and be like, oh, hey, Loyola didn't lose. We, we don't have a bad loss mm-hmm. to talk about, right? Because it could turn out to be one, right? Um, you never know, and I think the biggest thing is this is a game that mattered. Exhibition, we were like, oh, hey, they're fixing that, right? And then you're like, wait, if we play like this mm-hmm. against some other teams, that's not good, right? That's not good. So it's those two things that are big. Um, and then again, though, um, we saw last year, right? Rotations change. Players take bigger roles. And the, Again, the biggest examples are Ryan and CK, they took roles that were like, oh, these guys can score. These guys can take on responsibilities. And this is a team that I think personally nearly – and it, early on it's going to be, hey, we got to figure out what the roles of everyone are because it's not a consistent amount of guys who returned last year. It's a lot of new faces, a lot of young. And like you said, at some point, kind of like four rookies could right. be out there at once. Um, and, again, when we say rookies, we're talking about like even Swagger. Uh, we're talking about – New uh, people to Loyola. St. Thomas – New people to the yeah. court wearing Loyola, right? Because, like, uh, um, Ben didn't even play last year. Uh, Saint didn't really play as many minutes and also impactful time. So I think these are going to be the opportunities that it's like we're going to have to figure this out a little early. Um, again, maybe not as we'd like to hear, but it might have to be up to the MTE as well, right? You're playing three games in, what, like three days. Um, but I think they ultimately also have to find ways to win because – 
you, you, we, we have such talent that I think we know it's disappointing if you lose early to teams mm-hmm. like this. It is, yeah. It, it, it's, it's huge that they were able to escape with the win. Um, and uh, they did it in an exciting way. I mean, I, we didn't even really talk much about the stats of the game. That's, that's how, like, I think that tells you how exciting the game was, right? Like, we basically talked about Saints stats, and, and, that, and that was it. I mean, just for, like, a little rundown. Uh, Sheldon, Sheldon Edwards is our leading scorer with 19 points. Uh, pretty, pretty effective night. Uh, pretty, you know, I think decently efficient. And if, if that's how he shoots for the season, I think I'd be pretty okay with it. Seven for 13 overall, three for nine from three hit both of his free throws. Uh, also I thought he stepped up a little bit in the rebounding category later toward the game. Uh, I, I saw a few that he got up and, and was able to snatch down, uh, two steals and two blocks. Um, I, I will say I think Sheldon probably needs to work a little bit on his defense, but he's so athletic that he can get beat and still sometimes make a make a nice play to either block a shot or steal the ball. So definitely something to watch. Uh, we talked about Tom having the game of his life, and that's pretty much our game of his career uh, to this point. And we didn't even talk about what he did. Uh, 15 points, 15 rebounds, two assists, that huge one to Sheldon Edwards, and two blocks. Um only three turnovers and only one foul, which is huge. Like I thought he played pretty good defense and wasn't fouling. So that's great. Uh, Braden, 14 points, four rebounds, five assists, two steals, uh, three turnovers, which is a little high for him, uh, but played every single goddamn minute. And I'd say that, and I apologize immediately to my dad because that is his least favorite of my words that I say, but damn, 45 minutes. Uh, that We know that that's not sustainable, but also... Holy crap, man. Like, he is just a warrior. Um, and then just a couple others. Uh, Saint had 11 points. Uh, J- uh, Jalen Quinn had 9. Phil had 7. Um, and I thought Jaden Dawson played some really good minutes. Uh, only 2 points. Those 2 free throws at the end of the game. But uh, very clutch coming in and, and making very little mistakes uh, uh, for 20 minutes a game to play. So... That's kind of the rundown. Feel free if you want to talk about any of that. Go ahead. I just felt bad that we really hadn't said any stats up to this point. Yeah, I think stats again. Double double, us uh, Tom. That's like amazing. Alone a double double, but fifteen and fifteen. Um, I, turnovers. A uh, big concern there, uh, just because I think the ball is being tossed around a little too, um, too much um, in some cases. And then rebounds. Besides Tom, yeah, I understand Tom got fifteen rebounds. Um, which is amazing, right? We had 48 rebounds in total. So Tom, again, of course, with just 31% of our rebounds. Um, That is amazing, but that's not sustainable. Just like 45 minutes is not sustainable, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a question of can we get Bryce, can we get Jacob in there? Um, Because, um, yeah, Jaden Dawson tied Bryce for as many rebounds. Um, That's that's kind of the night you wouldn't expect to see. Um, So, yeah. Um, also, side note for me, uh, Wilson is huge. Like, mm-hmm. he is just, I saw him get out on the court. I was like, oh my gosh, I hope he can be, I think if, I don't know what's up with him, but like, I would like that man to be the lockdown defense guy just because he's got a very big wingspan and I'd love to see it. But, uh, yeah, big thing for me with the stats, um, rebounds and turnovers. Just be careful with that. Um, cause that can always like, if you get that rebound and you turn over the ball, that can let a team just slip away with some easy points. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't really. I don't. I don't know if there's anything else I have. Um, I just. Uh, it was fun to be back in Gentile with 
a lot of you all, I'm sure, a lot of you listeners. Um, it's you know, it's a whole season. We got a whole season. We don't have to worry about uh, too long of a wait. We play on Friday at UIC again. I hope to see a lot of you there. I know we'll be there. Um, we did make. I did make a prediction that I think there's going to be more Loyola fans than UIC fans. So. Uh, make sure to prove me right and get out there uh, and show our, our Rambler pride. And um, we'll hopefully get out there with a, with a win. And then, uh, yeah, next week's our MTE, so it's it's coming it's coming quick. Uh, I think uh, we'll pretty much be back to, like, weekly normal podcasts. Like, uh, on hopefully, usually post, like, Monday nights or Tuesday during the day, sometime, something like that. So we'll be back to that. Um, keep on the lookout. I'm going to try to put a newsletter together for next week. So kind of keep on the lookout for that. Uh, quick shout out to the women for winning their, uh, their first game of the season against Western Michigan. Uh, Coach Guth got her th- uh, 100th career win. I heard the 300 there. Yeah. They're setting the bar high. I like it. I, I like don't it. know what I was great thinking. Way to, yeah. Great way to start the career at Loyola. Maybe that's how many she'll get at Loyola. Um, yeah, 100th win. Uh Congrats to her. I'll be. I'm excited. I'm going to the. Uh, they're playing at Mill UW Milwaukee on Thursday. I'll be at that game. So uh, keep on the lookout for uh, some up to the minute like tweets and then post game stuff for me. And uh, I think that. I think that covers our basis. Uh, any thoughts, Lou? Wisdom. Uh, uh, out rebounding the team helps winning. Um, and you know what also helps. If concessions could just make the cheese cup for the pretzels a little bit better um, and the hot dog buns a little bit softer, that would be great. Man, if we could just have – if I could just have better cheese and better hot dog buns all the time, that would just be excellent. That, that would be. Hey, I didn't get the pizza. The pizza probably is good, but yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm too nervous to ever eat at basketball games, and then I realize I get home at 10 o'clock and I haven't eaten in 12 hours. That was, that's what, yeah, I didn't eat any dinner because I was rushing from work, and then I realized, I was like, oh, this game's not gonna, I need to eat, so yeah. yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah, or I'll just keep messing up, like I usually do. <laughs> there but we let's go. hope our ramblers don't keep messing up. Uh, there we go. Uh, thank you all for listening. Don't forget, always remember, go Blurs. Go Blurs.